0: They're live, local, and talking about the stories that matter to you. Share your opinions with Mark and Melinda at 512-836-0590.
1: Now, here are Mark and Melinda. Good afternoon. It's 4.03. Hope you're having an excellent afternoon. Jeff is in Pflugerville. Welcome, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you all doing this afternoon?
2: We're well. Thank you,
0: Jeff. I I was going to comment on the... uh the idea that that president Biden has now decided to just say that he's tough on immigration, that whole, you know, when you guys said it, of course, you know, like Ed thought it was incredulous, you know, that nobody's going to believe it. I was laughing myself as well, but I think what we should be asking ourselves is why would they say that? So to me, it's either, They are so out of touch and, and just completely ridiculous and incapable of understanding that we know better or they know that if they just get out there and say it, that maybe we are that gullible. Some among us are, are that gullible that they'll, they'll believe it. They did the same exact thing with the economy despite despite the fact that people have been going through their savings, if they have any, or racking up credit card debt just to get by with, with inflation. And they get out and say that we're idiots, that we don't understand how great the economy is, that they say these things because it works on some of us. And I mean, one, 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 at least piece of evidence that I I would suggest that, that, that says that they're right about, you know, anybody will believe anything is that Biden got elected despite 40 years of, of history of, of the way he, he, he operates. There were still a lot of people who were, let's say gullible enough to believe that he would be a good president. Either it was gullible or it was an emotional personal vote against Trump
1: And it's Jeff, it's, Jeff, it's, Jeff, it's Jeff, 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 yes, they're, yes, con- they're convinced that a significant percentage of voters will believe it, that these people don't really follow this issue very closely and that they'll be persuaded that Biden is the pro tough enforcement candidate. And it's Trump who's the open borders guy. I'm sure I they've done polling 100%. on it. They have crafted their messaging on it. They really don't have any other tactic they can use. This is all they can do. I I
0: agree with you. And the and the sad thing is, is that some among us will believe it. Now I kinda I tend to think that their mainly the effect of this will be uh, their their own voting base will just, you know, crow a little bit louder about it and and say it, even though it is like you said, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Even Ed thinks it's ridiculous. So it, it, it works as I guess is what I'm saying. So it's, it's, it's us, it's, it's, it's our neighbors. It's our friends and neighbors who don't pay attention, but yet still vote and will still get out here and, and, and just, you know, say whatever the party line is and, and then they'll believe it and they'll go cast a vote. Like I said, it's, if, it, if people were voting about issues and voting about how a candidate has conducted themselves in prior government positions, then this wouldn't work. But that's not what we do, evidently, because
1: there are stories, Jeff, all over the media now where Democrats are saying we got handed a major gift when the Republicans would not go along with that Senate so-called compromise plan to solve the border and secure it. They're doing dances. They think, boy, this is our ticket to to victory in 24.
2: And that's where the Republicans do such a poor job. They allow for these Democrats to get out there and put out a message like that and really do nothing to combat it. They're, They're not out there saying, here's the reason why we didn't vote for it. Nothing about it right. secures it. Here's what it does. It allows for at least 4000 to 5000 a day on average for a week to illegally enter. Yeah. What part of government do you think we should allow for illegal anything?
0: Mm-hmm. That's, and, and people, <laughs> the, the people out here, you know, standing shoulder to shoulder with us who have the right to vote just like we do, believe it. It's that's the saddest part of it all is that so many people are voting on so many for so many different reasons other than past performance. I mean, it's really all you have to do to judge a candidate if they're you know, it's 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 ridiculous. It, It boggles the mind. But unfortunately, I don't think that they're. I don't think politicians are this ridiculous or this clueless. I think they know what works and people and and what people among us are willing to believe and that's they do it because it works.
1: All right, Jeff, thank you. You have a good afternoon. You can weigh in at 512-836-0590.
2: Well, and it does work and it works when you've got media that will play along with it and one of the things that comes into mind is you have for so long part of the biden administration where the media didn't even cover the border so in effect it gave cover for Mm -hmm. biden as to what was actually happened so there may be people now that are just saying what's all this border stuff about um why is it just now happening and then they'll they'll look at the republicans not going along with that non border security bill and they will say the democrats are being tough on this because they don't they haven't paid attention or they whatever sources they go to didn't bother to cover what's been happening for 3 years yes. under biden
1: yes they probably uh, do not listen to talk radio every day where this has been consistently discussed since Biden took office. They don't follow it as closely as Jeff and others do. Uh, So right now, as you pointed out, they see all of these millions have poured across and we've got big trouble and they're wondering what's going on here. And they can be swayed or manipulated.
2: Well, yes, because if you remember when this started to become an issue for Democrat cities what was their line for so long and i mean th- some of them may still be using it and it was this was abbott poor abbott and it's easy just to fall into that trap and go texas is so mean they're being so cruel mm-hmm. and not sit and think about well where is texas getting the people from
1: no they don't they don't think it through in that fashion 512 the statesman is reporting that the Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles today has started its review into whether it will recommend clemency for Daniel Perry, who was convicted in shooting and killing that Black Lives Matter protester in downtown Austin. This case was super high profile. Mm -hmm. You're probably well aware of it. So today, after almost a year after, the governor said he would... uh, recommend this, that they do this, and he would grant a pardon request as soon as it hits his desk. This is now really getting into full swing.
2: Yeah, I'm a little confused by this story that it says it's now beginning, and then in some of the other stories it says that they started. It seems like, and I don't think it's much of a surprise to anyone, that the holdup is the DA's office Uh, in trying to find a date where they can go in and make their presentation. Of course, they're going to be presenting to not do this. Yes. Um, and there's some exchanges between DA Garza wanting to wait until late March or early April before he can get in contact with them. And that the, the pa- pro- parole board has been saying, okay, well, we will do our best to get others in and try to get that part done until. But this has all been a pushback by the DA's office they obviously don't want this to happen and so they've been pushing it off as far as they can but they they're gonna have to come to the table it's been almost a year since Perry was convicted I don't know that you sit here and continue to drag this out on whether or not you're going to approve a pardon or not
1: Governor Abbott sought an expedited review of the case right after the conviction The parole board responded last year it would undertake the effort immediately. But Garza has been trying to hold it off as long as possible. One explanation might be, Melinda, that Garza was caught off guard by Abbott so quickly saying, I want an expedited review of this case, and I will grant a pardon as soon as it hits my desk. And they were scrambling. They were thinking, "Uh uh-oh, We're not ready to argue against it. This thing could go through if we're not there making our case. And we've got to hold this off as long as we can.
2: Well, and I can see that. It should be fair to all sides, you know, get your stuff together and then present it. It shouldn't be a year later that you finally get around to that. And I thought the statement made by the district attorney's office It kind of made me laugh just a bit. It said attempts by the governor to override the fair and just verdict of guilty after the defendant's trial for political gain are dangerous, not only to our community, but to the integrity of our justice system. I just find it very ironic that this DA's office would say anything about the integrity of our justice system when you go back and you Mm. just look at what's happened under this current DA.
1: Here are the numbers. You can weigh in with your thoughts. 512-836-0590. It's 414 with Mark and Melinda. And now back to the Mark and Melinda show. Join the conversation at 512-836-0590. The White House today publicly confirmed Russia has obtained what they say is a troubling emerging anti-satellite weapon. This is after all of the excitement yesterday when Congressman Turner, the Republican of Ohio, came out and demanded that President Biden immediately declassify all of the intelligence on what he called a very serious threat to national security. You may have heard about all of that. This is the follow-up on it. The White House said today, here's what Turner was alluding to yesterday. It is anti-satellite technology Here is John Kirby, spokesperson for President Biden. He was speaking today. He says, I'll tell you as much as I can about this weapon.
0: First, this is not an active capability that's been deployed. And though Russia's pursuit of this particular capability is troubling, there is no immediate threat to anyone's safety. We are not talking about a weapon that can be used to attack human beings or cause physical destruction here on Earth.
1: That was Kirby today. At the White House, speaking with reporters.
2: A couple of things. If um, you are to believe that that is true, it really does bring up the question, what the heck was Representative Turner doing? What was he trying to accomplish by putting that out there? But then the other thing, there's also reports today that the Pentagon confirmed that they sent up six satellites in, into orbit, is, is that just coincidental? Is that an attempt to show Russia, hey, we're ready it, if and when you ever do actually have the capability of what we think you have the capability of? is that Or is that we're sending them up because they have already shown that it's active or they're about to activate it? So I have questions about that. I do think that it was very important for the Biden administration to address this. Um, whether you believe what they're saying or not, that, that's you know up to you to make up your mind. But I do think it was important for them to address it and not just have that big freak out yesterday and then say nothing today.
1: All right, let's go to Bob at 419, Mark and Melinda on KLBJ. Good afternoon, Bob. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing well. Thank you very much for taking my call. I, I think the timing of this uh, uh, alarmist announcement yesterday by the House Intelligence uh, Committee Chairman is really interesting uh, because one, the FISA bill reauthorization is pending before the House. And the Judiciary Committee, you know, wants to add more restrictions to prevent spying against Americans whereas his committee wants to kind of maintain the status quo as i understand it and and water down you know mildly watered down restrictions to give the uh... you know the spying our our intelligence agencies the ability to keep spying in a broad fashion included americans and also the ukraine funding bill is is right before the house too so i think the timing of it is very interesting and uh... It kind of, i think it shows the uh, the the pressure being applied and the influence of the military industrial complex on our elected officials to pass this Ukraine funding bill.
1: Uh, Republican Representative Andy Ogles of Tennessee today called for an investigation of what Mike Turner did yesterday and he said uh, it is possible that Turner who is a proponent of giving more money to Ukraine and is a, a proponent of the FISA bill being renewed, was acting on that basis. In other words, he was trying to drum up support mm-hmm. for Ukraine, and the FISA bill is what this fellow Republican is suggesting.
3: Yeah, I, I think that's. I think that's uh, the evidence suggests that, and it's uh, uh, again highly suspicious and uh, and really that he didn't, if he was really concerned about it. And, you know, being in the position, responsible position he's in, he will handle it in a much more professional manner by taking his concerns to the the House leadership. And so it could be dealt with in a proper manner versus blasting down an alarmist tweet or whatever he did. And
2: inappropriate. not sit on it for an entire month before he decided to blast it out.
1: Yes. And remember, the Biden team says, look, he could have waited 24 hours. We had a meeting set for today, meaning this day for a briefing for him and other members of Congress on this very topic. We were going to talk about it. So it it does appear that he, he really did not did not handle this well by jumping out there with that release. Speaking of chairman Turner, Uh, Bob, thank you for your call. You have a good afternoon. 512-836-0590. You can weigh in with your thoughts. You may also have some reaction to what uh, John Kirby said to uh well, it seems to be designed to assuage the fears or concerns the public might have developed. After hearing Turner talking about this weapon that the Russians have, let me play that sound bite again. This was John Kirby right before we took the air.
0: First, this is not an active capability that's been deployed. And though Russia's pursuit of this particular capability is troubling, there is no immediate threat to anyone's safety. We are not talking about a weapon that can be used to attack human beings or cause physical destruction here on earth.
1: How do you assess that message from the White House about this Russian anti-satellite weapon 5128360590?
2: In some ways, I would say this is an extension of thinking that the people are dumb, that we only care about a physical destruction. Uh, is it actually going to hit me physically? Is something going to strike me? And that that's our only concerns and that we're not smart Mm -hmm. enough to think about what the capability in space is, what that would mean if they took out any of our satellites as far as comms going down. I mean, there's so many things that would be destructive to us here on Earth that isn't in the physical realm.
1: Yes, yes. I agree completely. 512-836-0590. Also today, here in Austin, in a federal courtroom, lawyers for the Biden administration are facing off against lawyers for the state of Texas. This is a legal (laughs) battle over that new state law that's designed to try to cut down on the flood of illegal aliens crossing the Texas border.
2: Seems like deja vu. We're always talking about the (laughs) Biden administration facing off in court against Texas when it comes to securing the border. And remember, this is the same administration that is now telling you they're tough on the border. And yet here they are fighting a state that's trying to restrict illegal activity coming across.
1: This is the new law that is set to take effect in March. State law enforcement, DPS, Texas Guard will have legal authority to arrest everyone and anyone they come into contact with who crosses the border illegally outside of legal ports of entry. Those people then will be held until they go before a judge. The judge will give them a choice. You can voluntarily be taken back to Mexico or you can spend six months in jail right here in Texas. That's the law that they're arguing over today in a federal courtroom right here in Austin.
2: While I side with Texas and we have three years to back up the reason why Texas needs to do this, I'm not sure it's going to play out in Texas's favor in the courts. They haven't really gotten, especially because it's here in Austin where it's being decided, Um, I think that they'll say that Texas is overstepping the boundaries, that that falls under the federal government, and they're the only ones that can apprehend, deport, or jail. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's how it's going to fall, even though I don't agree with that.
1: Yeah, the uh, federal government provided the court with some of its arguments in advance. Both sides did. And uh, one of the arguments that the federal government is making is this law will interfere With the ability of federal border agents to enforce federal immigration and border security laws. And they say uh, the Supreme Court has backed up the point that this is the exclusive domain of the federal government, not state governments.
2: Rebuttal. What happens when they don't? Mm -hmm. When you don't have the federal government enforcing the laws, are we just supposed to let the states go wild? Oh, well, federal government's not doing their job. We're not either. It's a free-for-all.
1: The Biden administration also is telling the judge the federal government has enforced federal immigration laws since 1952, and yet Texas is now deciding it will have its own state laws seven decades after allowing the federal government to be the exclusive force enforcing these laws.
2: Yeah, because it took seven decades for y'all to uh, not hold up your end of the bargain. While there's been illegal entry, it has not been to the numbers that we have seen under this administration and the enabling, the helping out, the, the trying to get away with sign up on an app and we'll let you in, even though that's still illegal. They've done everything they can to aid illegal activity instead of stopping it.
1: This one really caught my attention. The federal government is also arguing if this Texas law goes into effect, it could lead migrants attempting to cross the border illegally in New Mexico, Arizona, or California, and that would force the U.S. Border Patrol to move its focus and resources out of Texas and to those states.
2: And so then maybe New Mexico, Arizona, and California will get smart, too
1: exactly <laughs> but, yeah that's that's actually one of the arguments they submitted in advance to the federal judge
2: but i thought these same people said what texas is doing is having no impact but then, but then they turn around and say but it would force them and it already has uh, started to force them there we've seen the increase there and the decrease here in texas so which is it
1: all right, we want to hear your thoughts. 512-836-0590. You can weigh in on the announcement today about the Russian weapon and also this very important battle in federal court today, Texas versus the Biden administration on border laws and enforcement. 512-836-0590. I'll
0: back to the Mark and Melinda Show. Streaming live on the News Radio KLBJ app.
1: 432, thank you for joining us. Jack is here producing. Uh, we're talking about the Biden administration announcement that Russia is working on a space based anti satellite weapon. This is in response to Republican Congressman Turner yesterday uh, putting out a statement demanding that the president release details. On this threat to national security, we're also discussing the very important court case that's happening right now here in Austin in federal court. The Biden administration versus that new state of Texas law on border enforcement. And we start with Mike in Westlake. Hello, Mike. Welcome. How are you? Uh,
4: Spectacular. Got a uh, four day weekend coming up because I work at Ames.
1: Well, good, good. What are your thoughts on uh, the announcement about the uh, Russian anti-satellite weapon?
4: That's exactly what I wanted to say. So, um, first of all, it, you know, it seems to me like our military would already have anti-satellite uh, weapons um, that could knock out their communications and spy satellites. Uh, back in 1980, I was working, I was a student in electrical engineering at UT, and I was working in a lab. We were working on a hull generator that would have been spun up by solar power and a railgun So it would spin up by solar power, and then whenever it wanted to blast the railgun, it would just connect the two terminals, and bam, it could let up the city of Austin for a split second. And that would then be used to knock the railgun off, and all they would have to do is aim, and it would just go right through a satellite. So that was in 1980. I don't understand how we could be 44 years later and not have...
1: And you know, effective anti satellite weapons. Well, Mike, uh, in the two o'clock hour, which is the first hour of our show, uh, we had two separate callers who called and said uh, they have personal experience and knowledge in this field, and that that we working were working on this, and uh, we're effectively creating such weapons in the eighties. We being the U.S. Uh, there was one caller from Jonestown, one from Georgetown. Uh, both were talking about that, so they they're in line with your thinking
4: i, I just th- this was I was in college forty years ago, and you know we we were there i mean we we had a working homopolar generator that could generate a spectacular burst of electricity, and we were there on the real gun. so i I just it's hard for me to believe that we're forty forty years later. And we don't have it ready yet. I don't see how that could be. So that's that's my thought,
1: Mike. What 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 do you think uh, was behind Turner's big uh, public statement demanding that the classified info on this Russian weapon be released?
4: I I don't know, but I I would like to find out. Um, I mean, I, I would like to know um, if the Russians are or the Chinese are getting ahead of us with the anti satellite weapons. Because put really simply, I mean, if if they get there first and they knock out our communications and our spy satellites, then we're blind and we're they, they have the high ground on a war. So I'm I'm going to be getting online and googling and trying to find out what the the status is because, and I think it comes back to what Melinda said about them as usual, thinking the American public is too stupid to understand these things. Well, I don't think we are too stupid. I think we would understand. And I think that they should be telling
1: us very serious implications Mm -hmm. involved here for a weapon like that. You're right, Mike. Thank you. You have a good afternoon. Uh, Joe is calling from Somerville. He wants to comment on the court battle over that new Texas law that will give Texas law enforcement the authority to arrest illegal immigrants. Uh, Joe, welcome. How are you this afternoon?
5: Oh, another day in paradise. What can I say?
1: (laughs) Excellent. Welcome. What are your thoughts, Joe?
5: Well, I was just kind of wondering if if uh, if I was an illegal and I've got the opportunity to either a be deported back to the place I just left, or go to the penitentiary and spend the term there, you know, get three hots in a cot. Uh, and what happens at the end of that at that time? Do I become able to walk the streets like I would have in the beginning, or do I get discharged or and, and uh, sent back to the, across the border? And so I just kind of didn't didn't. I don't have all the
1: answers to that. Well, you're not alone. Uh, <laughs> I know I've been trying to find the answer to that question for months since this it was approved by sense. the legislature. It And uh, we can't get an answer to that. We've invited the lawmaker who wrote this on the show multiple times and have received no response to come on. That's an important uh-huh. question. After their six months in jail then what happens to them?
2: Yeah, because they don't get legal in prison for six months. It doesn't no, just take that I'm, and then all of a sudden you're a citizen.
5: Right, but if I'm, if I'm you know, crossing the border knowing that I'm going to be sleeping on the sidewalk and I get the opportunity, well, hell, I am just go in there and get me three hops and a cot for six months, uh, you know, and then I can go out get out and find me a job or whatever and, be, and get lost in society. Uh, You know, I'm thinking I'll take my odds of going
1: for six months. Mm
5: -hmm. Going back to the place I just left.
1: I think think a lot of them will do that, Joe.
5: Absolutely. And then I had a question about this uh, this uh, Russian uh, satellite thing. Also, Uh, I'm thinking back when we had the air balloons flying across the United States, and we, the amazing public that we have, or the uh, politicians we have, decided not to take any further action on until it got to the Atlantic coast. and Oh, by the way, we shot it down. After all the information has already been sent back to to their homeland, uh, so I'm thinking they're using all that data they gathered to maybe uh, set up uh, some kind of uh, plot down the ways, you know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, I'm sure they are, Joe. Mm -hmm. Um, They have many ideas on how they can use... That information they gathered with that balloon flight. Thank you. You have a good afternoon. 512-836-0590. We're also watching Kansas City for you. Uh, We want to bring you the latest on the shooting that occurred at the big Super Bowl party yesterday. Melinda, you have one new element to report?
2: Well, this afternoon when we started, it was reported that they had three individuals that they had detained from that. Two juveniles and one adult well this afternoon they have released the adult they said the adult was not involved the two juveniles are still in custody but they have not been charged yet Um, most places you have 24 hours to hold them and you either have to charge them or let them go uh, they say that they are working with juvenile prosecutors to review investigative findings. I, some of that is to see if the bullets in the shell casings left behind at the scene are a possible connection to those that they have there in custody, as well as if they match the firearms or the weapons in databases to see if they've been used elsewhere. They still... They got to they have to move. It seems like a very easy charge while you continue to do the work is illegal possession of a firearm. Mm-hmm. You're talking about it was reported a couple of 16-year-olds.
1: Yes. Yes, they could start with that and then add other charges. Mm-hmm. 512-836-0590. It's Mark and Melinda live and local 441 News Radio KLBJ.
0: Mm-hmm. And now back to the Mark and Melinda Show. Join the conversation
1: at 512-836-0590. Melinda and I have told you that the Austin City Council has decided they want to do another round of funding into that program where people get $1,000 per month every month to spend as they please. And it is going to happen. And now today it's being reported that the interim city manager says his staff is working on a new contract for a vendor to oversee the program, handing out the money, and there will be some other changes made in this round two of this so-called experiment.
2: Starting with the name of the program, which to me couldn't say more. This is going to be permanent. Uh, We're changing it from the Guaranteed Income Program to the Family Stabilization Grant Program. (laughs) Yes, that Family Stabilization Grant Program, $1,000 a month stabilizes your family.
1: And who could be against that?
2: Who could be against that? Who wants
1: unstable families?
2: This is, this is, I I really don't understand how this is legal. And I know that uh, there are others that are asking that of our Attorney General our Texas Attorney General. How is this legal that Mm -hmm. you take taxpayer money, siphon some off, and then give it to others? It just, it's crazy to me. And not only are they changing the name, we already told you that they're going to... add more people. Instead of the 85 households that started in the pilot program, it's now going to extend to 135 households, still $100,000 each month without restrictions on how you spend that money. But part of the changes will be that they're going to include additional oversight and program audits in data collection so that they can see how they can fine tune it for this Permanent program that apparently we're going to have now
1: yeah I, I'm convinced this will be permanent and will be expanded tremendously expanded let's talk about that they're gonna have audits this time uh, I infer from that that they did not have any audits the first time around that's ridiculous that's a that's a disgrace
2: how do you determine if it's successful or not if you're not auditing it
1: I know exactly and determining is the money actually going to those that you selected? Uh, are they receiving the 1000 a month? Is some of it being skimmed off? And, and remember, the group that they had that was supposedly overseeing all, all of this put out a very vague
3: mm-hmm. summary
1: report. It was an insult to the taxpayers. Yeah. It was so lacking in details and specificity It really was an insult to the taxpayers.
2: Well, I guess it was lacking on two fronts. One, because they weren't auditing. So how could they give you the information? And two, you know, if you're vague and you just throw out a percentage here or there, it makes it sound like it's successful and we should continue this because we are really just pulling those people up out of poverty and launching them on their way.
1: And there was no requirement in round one of this test for the people who got the cash to take part in a, summary interview after it was over that was left up to them. And some of them said, no, I'm not going to do an interview.
2: Which does not make sense. If you are trying to determine if this is genuinely something that can help people get out of poverty and give them maybe the hand up that they need, why would it not be with And here's what you have to do. We're not telling you how to spend your money, but you do have to report back to us how you spent your money. And if your outlook is better a year later than it was when it first started, and in which ways is it better?
1: And I would require specificity, receipts, dates, times, those kinds of things. And it's going to be put on a website so that the taxpayers can see what you've been doing with their money.
2: I agree with you. It should be up there for this. If you're going to take money from the whole of the city and give it to a select few, the whole of the city should know what they're getting for that because the tax money is supposed to be spent on what helps the city.
1: The greater good, yes.
2: Not, not a small population.
1: 512-836-0590. Also today, election experts are ringing alarm bells. They say the flood of illegal immigrants over the U.S. border could end up having a very strong impact on congressional elections and presidential elections. Here's what they're saying. President Biden, on his first day in office, issued an executive order that all illegal aliens will be counted in the census. And then the thinking is, the census is used to create U.S. House districts. And states with the most U.S. House districts get the most electoral votes. The electoral votes are based on the number of House districts In each state. And they said New York, for example, that has received a large number of illegal immigrants, may gain seats in Congress as a result of this and gain electoral votes in presidential elections.
2: So many times when we talk about the illegal immigration that has been happening under the Biden administration, you go, what for why why are they doing this is this by design and we always say it's it it is by design in order to keep democrats in power this just lays it out for you on day two of taking office biden signed an executive order that said we include all non-citizens in the census thus setting it up Mm -hmm. to change the redistricting, change the number of the populace that a state has in order to get more of the electoral votes.
1: Mark Krikorian is executive director of the Center for Immigration Studies. He's one of the experts who worked on this report. He says this is a direct threat to democracy. It is a direct assault on the voting rights of U.S. citizens. We hear a lot of talk from President Biden about threats to democracy from Trump. This expert is saying this is a real threat to democracy. And it can and will, if it stands, shape future presidential elections. He he goes on to point out, look how close the votes are these days. And he says this could make the difference in a very tight presidential election.
2: I don't know if I remember the reasoning why but why did they say that non citizens needed to be included in the census? What was the what was the reasoning by the Biden administration?
1: They being Biden, right. I, I'm trying to think back on his justifications. Uh, one of the ones I remember is they're here, they deserve to be counted, uh, they they're contributing. They should be a part of the calculus as to how federal money is distributed to these U.S. House districts, that kind of a thing.
2: Uh, okay, because I was only remembering that they were mad at Trump for wanting to exclude, so I figured it was another one of those. <laughs> well, Trump wanted to exclude, we're going to include.
1: Well, it it is part of a very, very big plan, and all of this is by design and was planned.
2: And it is, I hate to say it. So far working. They've got the numbers. Uh, it just depends on if and when they do the census, and you actually have them fill it out, and then they start making the moves of redistricting.
1: Mm-hmm. And remember, a couple of weeks ago, uh, the Democrat member of the House in New York City said, we need more illegal immigrants. I need people yep. counted for the census so I can uh, have my own district protected. Remember her? She
2: sure did. Yep, I do.
1: Uh, Bill is in Northwest Austin on KLBJ. He wants to weigh in on the pardon and parole board hearing that's going on right now for the man convicted of shooting the Black Lives Matter protester in downtown Austin. Bill, welcome. How are you this afternoon?
5: No, that's not what I called in. I called in, I said about the president pardoning the illegals.
1: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bill. In order
5: for him to do that, he would have to know each person's name that crossed that border to give them a pardon. And even if he came up with some kind of presidential decree that would usurp that, the next sitting city, city, city president could do away with that in a blink of an eye. So it wouldn't hold water. So if Trump got in, all he'd have to do is do away with it, and he could deport every one of them.
1: Well, I... I didn't see where Biden was talking about a blanket pardon for illegal well, immigrants. they
5: talked about it this morning on talk radio about a blanket pardon. I was like, you, you can't. I just wanted to call in because you can't do that. You can't, there's no such thing as a like blanket pardon.
1: Yeah, all right. I got you, Bill. Thank you very much. Uh, Not aware I hadn't of that seen yet. that, hadn't, hadn't brought yeah. it up. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, really, what they would like to do is get... Uh, blanket amnesty for all of them through right, congress and right. just do it in if, that if vehicle. you're
2: here you're you're now a citizen
1: yes all right we have news next at the top of the hour fox and rachel with local news and then much more to cover five to six live and local right here mark and melinda news radio klbj